In the name of the one holy and undivided Trinity, creating, redeeming, and sanctifying. If you had walked into any Episcopal or Anglican church on this day, or rather yesterday, at any point between 1549 and 1978, you would have found that we were not celebrating the Feast of Peter and Paul. We were celebrating the Feast of Peter. And there was a Feast of Paul in January, but quite separate. Now, there had all through the Middle Ages been a Feast of Peter and Paul, so why this sudden change and this stubborn persistence in having the need to have two separate feasts and not Peter and Paul together? And the reason is that the West, as opposed to the East, is rather unique. It has only one apostolic see, whereas the East has any number. Now, I actually got a little instruction in this from the horse's mouth, so to speak. When I was working in a parish in Toronto, also assisted, uh, taken before me by Father Hagler, uh, there was a Ukrainian Catholic church not too far away, and I got to know one of the priests. They were having a bit of a struggle with Rome over allowing them uh, to have married priests in Canada uh, as they did quite legally in Ukraine. So I asked him, I said, well, I, I said, what does the Holy See think of all this? And he says, Holy See, what Holy See? He says, I know many Holy Sees. <laughs> well... Well, the point is that there are three or four patriarchates in the East and there's only one in the West. And Peter and Paul together are thought to be their support, their founders. Now, one of the things that's a little startling is therefore keeping them separate was rather important to Anglicans. If you've been to Rome and visited the American Episcopal Church there, quite stunning, I might add, with Vern Jones mosaics. You would have discovered, however, that it is very pointedly dedicated to St. Paul. Well, all of this is relevant only in the sense that it tells us that in addition to desiring uh, pastors and shepherds, we're also afraid of them. Because, of course, thou art Peter, and also uh, feed my flock are things that grew a little out of hand. I happen to be among the privileged few to see this still in doubt when the Pope was brought in on a sedia gestorum and preceded by the noble guard, everyone's shouting, Viva il Papa, and a whole bunch of people singing, To West Petrus, Thou art Peter. Well, now you can understand why we're a little nervous about all this. Somehow we have overcome this, at least to the extent of being able to acknowledge Peter and Paul together as founders of the Church of the City of Rome. We have an agreed statement about the meaning of authority in the Church between Roman Catholics and Anglicans, uh, including evangelicals, which had no sooner got past, everybody was kiss and makeup, and very shortly after that, everybody went back to their old bad habits again. 
but God is bringing us further and further. So the fact that we're celebrating this feast today is a significant kind of step forward on the part of our church and other churches around it to acknowledge this. The only trouble is we don't seem to like shepherds very much. And it doesn't matter which one you think you've got. Now, I was thinking that this, as a matter of fact, is something which is very relevant to our current situation. That is, we are in a position where we seem literally what Jesus said, sheep without a shepherd. And not only that, with places where there is very hard to see what is to happen or do or who could do anything. I was reading this morning about three children in Chicago, one two, one four, and a young Latina girl, two African-Americans and one Latina girl shot in their own homes or in their car with their mother by total strangers who will probably never be found. Ditto in the Bronx yesterday, there was a shooting of a young 17-year-old African-American boy, just a, sounds like a great kid, getting ready to go to college on an athletic scholarship, and he was shot at a birthday party. For what reason, nobody knows or who. His last words were of his mother. Now, all of that, I say to myself, why is this happening? There's this horrible, horrible things. I looked in another article and said that Los Angeles alone in my home state has 40,000 homeless people. I didn't even want to know, find out what was in San Francisco. That's all over. They're intractable problems, and it makes you want to cry out to heaven and demand to get the kind of shepherd who is needed, only there don't seem to be any. Well, I looked around. It isn't just our country. It's every place. One of the things to grab is that we are, in fact, in the middle of a pandemic. Everybody is affected. The only thing I could see was that was not was there are a couple of small islands in Indonesia that are offering virus-free vacations, very expensive for millionaires. Well, I hope they stay that way long, but what it is is there's a whole series of things in our situation at the moment where it doesn't look as though there's much that we can do, and it looks truly, truly not hopeless, but it looks as though it is going to be a long, long road back and never be quite the same again. Well, now our lessons today all can argue primarily about the shepherd. But I think it's more important to think about the sheep because we aren't most of us shepherds. And what that means is that we are under an obligation to try to do things within our sheeply uh, presence and vocation. And I thought, what can we do? Well, very often, not too much in a practical way, but we can do a great deal in not only interior way through prayer, 
but also in changing our whole way of thinking and being. And that is in accordance with our monastic life. We are sheep without a shepherd, very often the world. But we are indeed sheep who acknowledge the possibility of a shepherd, and that shepherd is Jesus Christ, the God who made all things and who still cares for us. So how do you do that? I thought, well, first of all, of course, you acknowledge your inability to fix it yourself. Secondly, you have to accept the fact of being able to do what uh, you can do within the limits of your own possibilities. But, well, what could we do? Well, there's one thing, because all of us see the problem. Very few of us are agreed as to the solution. But one of the things we can do is what our monastic uh, tradition tells us, not to murmur. What is wrong with murmuratio, with murmuring? Very often it's about things that genuinely need to be complained about. But there are also things which are corrosive to the soul because they involve not being part of the solution, but being part of the problem. So I think that one of the things that this feast reminds us of is the need each of us to determine to be part of the solution within the small area that is possible for us. We are under no obligation to fix the world because we can't. But we can be mindful of God's doing with that and be willing to join in taking part of it. Well, Peter and Paul, they weren't what you'd call perfect leaders. Would you want to be St. Paul's roommate? And after all, St. Peter was, shall we say, a little bit wishy-washy. So it must have been pretty outrageous, and yet at the same time they are the leaders, and they're the ones who were able to bring things forward. We're the same. Within our little cray, we can do that. We can start by not murmuring, and the next thing we can do is give our whole heart to the one who can fix it and not pretend to know. I'll give you one example and then close, which is once I was at our chapter, our annual chapter in Santa Barbara, and one brother who was not there uh, was being complained about. There were five or six or seven brothers all hanging around, and they were murmuring about him and cutting him pretty badly. It wasn't there, of course, but it was like a feeding frenzy. But let's not get into that. Now, did yours truly stand up boldly and complain? No, I was a wimp. I didn't say anything. Well, all I know is that God had worked through that and that all of us can be part of the solution in stepping beyond what St. Benedict and Father Founder both tell us is the road out and we will begin to make a difference in our world, all of it, through the one shepherd, Jesus Christ. Amen.